On today's episode, we are going to take a look at a business that many people consider it to be the next Amazon. This is a business that's pretty much in everything. It's in e-commerce, it's in e-payments, it's in gaming, esports, you name it. So on today's episode, we are going to take a look at a business called C um, ticker SE for all my podcast listeners. And this is one that I have in my portfolio. And it's one of those positions that I don't mind adding into. So on today's episode, we are going to take a look at what they do, what type of markets they hit, um, their most recent earnings, some fundamental history of the business, and just the overall layout for this company. So let's get started. And if you are new to my channel, if you like long-term investing, if you like investing in growth stocks that can grow your portfolio, and if you like fundamental analysis, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And for all my returning viewers, make sure to hit the thumbs up. I appreciate your support. It truly, truly means a lot. Also, if you guys ever want to get in contact with me, feel free to post on the comments. I'm very, very active, but you can also find me on Twitter. I do have a Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join. I am not a professional, so none of this is advice. These are just my opinions. And I also just started a website. You guys should check it out, josenaharo.com. I'm starting to do a lot of blog posts there for people that want to read more into a business. And also, guys, on the comments, let me know, are you a current shareholder of SE? Are you looking to buy into SE? Um, just so let me know what your current thoughts on SE are right now. All right, so first, let's start off with their stock price performance. The ticker is SE, and this is a business that has their headquarters in Singapore. So let's take a look at the past six months. And I like to take a look at February 20th, which is pretty much when the market started to tank. Um, since then, this stock has actually returned 115% to investors. And many people are going to be like, Jose, why are you talking about this one that's gone up over 100% already? There's no more room for it to grow. And stock price performance is not one of the things I truly look at, um, right? The stock price is just what others believe the company is valued at. But if I take a look at their market cap of $53 billion and I compare it to other businesses, that market cap to me is still pretty low, especially in the three markets that it's in. I believe the type of growth that's going to continue here. So even though the stock price has gone up, this does not mean that it's not going to go up anymore yes it could be very volatile right and it all depends on the type of investor you are Uh, for example i am more of a growth investor i if you guys have taken a look at my portfolios right now sitting close to 43 44 thousand dollars um and i'm invested in a lot of different companies i'm invested in about 35 different businesses And how that helps me out is not one of my position ever holds a huge portion of my portfolio. Another thing is it allows me to invest in different businesses and companies. And if something, let's say I buy into SE right now, um, I'm like I said, I I, I know this company and we're going to take a look at it today. But let's say right now I, I, I did not have a position in SE. This is how I would play it. And you will see by the end of the episode. SE is a business I, I like a lot. Um, and if I had no position, I would buy in and an entry. I, I would buy in with at least an entry position right now. And why would I do that? One, because I want skin in the game. 
Two, I believe winners keep winning, and this is a stock I 100%. I know this is a company I have faith in, in the markets, right? I don't have emotional faith in it. It's more of I know the markets it's in, and I have faith that those markets can grow. So if I enter in a position, what are the two things that can happen? The first thing would be a very bad case, and the stock price can drop down a lot. And what, how would that be bad for me? It would just give me an opportunity to enter more into a business that I already know I like. Um, and I think this is where a lot of weak hands and people that don't really do information digging on the businesses they invest in start to lose money, right? Because it, the stock price drops down. Everybody's like, ah, time to sell. But to me, that's the time for me to buy. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two that can happen is the stock price continues to go up. I already have skin in the game. And if I, I, I put money in the market every week, if I still believe in the market at that current price, I'm still going to average up. To me, like I said, the stock price movement is definitely something to that I view in, but it's not a deciding factor at all for me. Again, that's just the type of investor that, that, that I am. It's been working for me. I've been investing for the market for about seven years. And my current portfolio that I'm showing, I actually just started about seven months ago at about $15,000. And obviously, I've been adding into the market. But I have, I have already, I think, five double baggers in that portfolio. And that's with me dollar cost averaging in. Um, so enough with this rant about the stock price performance to me. Stock price performance doesn't mean a whole much if I still believe there's still market cap for it to grow and if I still believe the business is available to grow. Um, so now that we understand this price performance and we understand my current rant, let's take a look at what they do. So obviously the best place to check out what any business does, sorry, let me get a quick drink of water, is um, their website. Just go to cgroup.com or you can just Google C stock and they'll take you to, to their main website. Um, so here we can take a look at their product services. They have three major products that I mentioned. The first is Garena. Garena is a digital entertainment, and we're going to take a bit um, deeper look into them in a bit. Then they have Shop B, Shopee, um, Shop, which is their e-commerce business, and then they have C Money, which is their digital financial service business. So both of these three are markets I am a hundred percent bullish on. If you guys don't know the name of the channel, so say Naharo Stocks and Esports. Um, so esports definitely with Gorena, but e-commerce and e-payments are another sectors that I'm very bullish next to clouding and semiconductors. So if we look a little bit deeper, we can take a look at their products. And the first one we're going to take a look at is Garena. So let's just take a look at, at, at what Garena is. And Garena is more of a platform that you download. And you can use this via mobile platform or a PC platform. And what you do there is C has their own games that you can download through there. So here we are in their website, Garena. Um, they talk about their esports. They talk about the games they have. They have League of Legends, which is one of the major games, especially in that um, that side of the world, in the Asia world. In mobile games, they have a lot of big games. They're, they're working with Activision in the Call of Duty Mobile. They have Arena of Valor, Free of Fire, and Speed Drifters. And they also do a lot of esports matches as well in all these business in, in all these games. And if we continue to to take a look at their platforms, we can take uh, we can see Gorena is not just more. It, it's also a platform where people can communicate, where people can chat um, about their games, and, and it's just more of a it's it's you can say it's more like a social gaming platform. 
And right now, obviously, with with pretty much the whole COVID-19 pandemic, this has helped boost their, their markets in all three of these markets. If you guys have not watched my previous videos, I talk about how PayPal, for example, both PayPal and Amazon has mentioned that thanks to, um, um, I, I, this is probably weird to say, but thanks to the current way the market is because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it has actually boosted their growth rate for about, um, in, it, it took them about one month um, what they expected would have taken them three to five years to 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 grow. So in the last video, I actually took a look at this image right here, and it's pretty much showing the the amount of e-commerce sales in relate to to total retail stores in the United States. In a in 2019, the overall e-commerce sales were about 16 percent. By the year of 2020, it was expected to be 18 percent of sales in the United States were supposed to come from an e-commerce market. Due to COVID-19, April 2020, they actually saw 27% of sales happened uh, in e-commerce and related to retail. These are levels that they did not expect to see till 2025, 2024. So when you see businesses in the e-commerce, in the e-payment, in gaming, grow have grown so much in stock price, why should they not grow that big in stock price when they are now pretty much four years in the future already? I do believe there might be some form of pullback once everything starts to open back up, but I do think it's going to be a lot higher than what was expected for this year, and we might be even a year or two ahead of schedule for, for all these markets. All right, so now let's take a look at their next business this is Shopee um, and this is an e-commerce that is it is the leading e-commerce platform in Southeast Asia and Taiwan so an e-commerce store there's not much more you can say right it allows people to do third-party selling it allows you to be a seller a buyer um, and they actually have communication between the sellers and the buyers to help build trust and the final one is C money and C money is their digital financial service so this is that e-wallet type payment um e-wallet type application payment processing micro lending um pretty much everything that we see like paypal offer um so again both these three markets i believe are markets that that we are going to continue to see growth in all right so now that we understand what they do let's take a look at their most recent earnings and this was reported um for the end of march and actually let me take a quick look at when they reported earnings they reported earnings may 18th 2020 so about two months ago so here um see uh, quarter one we're going to take a look at their total revenue was about 913 million dollars for quarter one and this was up 57 almost 58 percent compared to the same time last year now if we take a break a look we we see that it's broken down into three types of revenues the three revenues that we mentioned right we mentioned um the gaming world we mentioned the e-commerce world and we mentioned the e-payments world unfortunately the only ones that really make a dent right now are the digital are the gaming are, are the game is the gaming market and the e-commerce market the uh the e-payment market doesn't make a huge dent I, I think out of that 910 million it's only 10 million that comes from financials the other two come from mainly um digital entertainment which is their gaming that makes over half of their total revenue and the other comes from the e-commerce so here digital entertainment 
This made $512 million and this is up 30% compared to the same time last year. And not only is the revenue up, their active users is also up 48% compared to the same time last year. And their play, paying users are actually up 72.5%. So just like if you guys know anything right now, anything you buy or, or any any type of application you download either has a freemium type of membership where, where you get charged. You, you, it's free, but you get a lot of ads. The other is you probably pay for a subscription base and you get no ads. So they're, it's pretty impressive that they're growing and paying users grew 72.5%. And it's actually a pretty crazy number. Look, they have 402 million users and 35 million of them are actually paying. So a little bit, a little bit below 10% are, are, are paying users. And I honestly think that's actually pretty high. I would have expected it to be a little bit lower. Then they also talk about how they, they recently hit new, new records thanks to April 2020 where everybody had to stay home. They had crazy records on some of their games. And remember when I, uh, and, and also they talk about just how everything has increased. But one thing I want to mention, right? The Southeast, um, South, South Asia region is it, it, a big portion. And here they mentioned that India monthly paying users accounted for over 10% of monthly active users. So, so that's actually pretty impressive that just the, the, just the paying portion of India is a huge portion and India, right? Right. I believe it would be, is such a huge market growth for this business as well and they are starting to do stuff in latin america as well so they have huge growth especially right now where i, I do believe mobile especially mobile gaming it, it is 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 allowing so many gamers to enter from all over the world not no, not no need for 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 any form of crazy income especially with all these freemium games like call of duty mobile all right, so next let's take a look at their e-commerce business. Right now, let's take a look at the total sales volume share. Um so they sold about 6.2 billion dollars that of value sold, and that's up 74 point um 74% higher than same time last year. So what does this tell me? This tells me that more people, more sellers are entering their market, and not only more sellers, there's also more buys there. So it is increasing the overall um user base of this platform. They have um Total orders increased by 111% compared to the same time last year. Revenue for this was 314 million, and this was up 110% compared to the same time last year. So again, we can see these high double-digit growth. Right here, it's actually a triple-digit triple digit growth in e-commerce. And when we gaming, we saw a 30% growth in revenue, which was still a healthy double-digit double growth. They mentioned again, pretty similar how they did in gaming, that in April, they saw huge, huge gains in, in April sales. For example, they saw about 140% year-on-year growth compared to same time in April. Right now, they're the number one application with average monthly active users and total time in application on Android in both Southeast Asia and Taiwan. And they are the number one by downloads in Southeast Asia and the top three worldwide in the shopping category. So we can see this is definitely a business that's growing everywhere. It has strong growth and is definitely in the right market at the right time. 
Then we take a look at the digital financial service. Remember, I mentioned this is this is at the moment does not make much money for for the business. Um, this is only a 10 million revenue out of that 914, 915 million dollars that it made this quarter. But they did see an increase in, in a lot of parts in, in activity there. They have about 10 million quarterly paying users for mobile wallet for their mobile wallet services in quarter one of 2020, and about 40% of Shopee's gross orders in Indonesia were paid using their mobile wallet services in April 2020. So it shows that strong integration with their with their wallet service and their and their e-commerce business and it puts them together. All right, so now that we take we took a quick overview of their most recent earnings and if you guys are not loving the stock, I, I don't know what to do for you guys to love the stock anymore. All right, so next let's take a look at their balance sheet. And actually, I want to start off. Normally, I start with total assets. Today, I want to be a little different. And let's start off with total liabilities. The first thing I see is total current liabilities right now is about 2.4 billion United States dollars. Out of that 2.4 billion dollars, one one billion is actually deferred revenue. Um, and that to me, if you guys don't know what deferred revenue is. What I call it is a fake liability. So the best example, and again, if you guys have been in my channel, this pro this expression probably gets old for you. Uh, it's you know how you pay Netflix, you pay a yearly subscription of Netflix, and you've only watched six months of Netflix. Netflix still owes you six more months for your subscription that you've already paid a full year for. That six months that they still haven't delivered that service to you is considered deferred revenue because you already paid for that revenue, but they have still to provide that service for you. In the, in the ability that that service is not provided for you, it's more considered a liability. So that's why it goes there. But to me, this is, like I said, a fake liability. Um, um, so to me, that their total current liabilities is actually about $1.4 billion. And now let's actually just take a look at their cash at the moment. Total current assets is about $4 billion. Out of that $4 billion, $2.6 billion is actually cash and cash equivalents. And they have about 30, 30 million in short-term investments. So they pretty much have $2.6 billion in cash. Um, so to me, this company has enough cash to pretty much pay off its total its total current liabilities. And if we take a look at their long-term liabilities, there's nothing here that really, um, really is throwing me off. They have convertible notes. So that's about $1.3 billion there. And they also have long-term borrowings of about a hundred about not even that's not even a million dollars so they have total long-term debt of about 1.4 billion dollars of long-term debt so this business can actually pay off if we take off deferred revenue can actually pay off its total current liabilities and can pay off its total long-term debt and not and and still pretty i'm pretty sure it would still have like about a few hundred million dollars left over in cash so this is actually a very very strong balance sheet for me um to say the least and that's something we do want to see especially um the really bad thing that maybe i should have said earlier in this episode was this is a business that at the moment is not making any money um but to me that's to be expected amazon did not make much money um for the early stages it's, it's now barely making money the only real reason it's making money right now is because of their clouding segment um but this uh right now this is a market that they should continue to reinvest to make sure that they're grabbing as many customers as they can't 
And for me, that's okay. That's if if I let's say if I was to run this business, that's how I a hundred percent would do it. You want to grow your customers, you want to grow your market, you want to grow your technology to become the best and just acquiring as many customers as you can because that, that money will still be there and you'll be able to become profitable but right now you're in this that growing stage where you should be focusing your money should go back into reinvestment it should go back in grabbing more customers and, and that's just the world it is so that that is definitely something that i i feel would deter a lot of people and many people might not like that but as a growth investors that's something that's most of the thing that's most of the time that's what you're actually gonna see all right, so now that we took a look at their current balance sheet, let's actually take a look at past growth for, for this business. In 2019, this business grew 163%. In 2018, it grew 99.6%. So we can see strong double digits in the past. Now let's take a look at what this business is expected to take to look at. And um Actually, here and another thing, I'm I, I'm using two platforms right now. The first platform I'm using is LazyFA.com, and no, this is not a paid sponsor. I just enjoy using these. Both of these are paid subscriptions. My favorite, obviously, has to be LazyFA.com. I use it on a daily basis. But this one is simply Wall Street, and it's also pretty cool. Um, right now, based on they have their own ways of determining valuation for a business. They do it based on the current cash flow and based on expectation growth. Right now, they say the fair value for this business is about $150. The current price is $114. Again, this is just based on their cash flow um, calculations. I don't think they really share it, but, but that alone is another bullish sentiment in my opinion. Um, so what I really wanted to take a look at here in Simply Wall Street is the future growth for this business for the next three to five years on an annual basis this business is expected to grow revenue about 29 percent so on average right on average from the next for the next three to five years every year revenue is expected to grow close to 29 percent right that doesn't mean every year will grow 29 percent right maybe one year might be a hundred percent might maybe one year might be two percent and three percent but on average for the next 3.5 three to five years it's expected to grow 29 percent the industry is only expected to grow 13.7 so it's already beating the industry and the market is only expected to go 9.3 percent so it is also beating the market next let's take a look at annual growth for the next three to five years on annually this company is expected to grow 66 percent per year for the next three to five years the industry is only expected to grow 38% and the market is only expected to grow 22.8% in earnings growth. So this business is growing faster than the industry, faster than the market in both annual revenue growth and annual earnings growth. The next thing I want to take a look at here in Simply Wall Street is the ownership. Who owns this business? Are there any individual investors that are are, are, are still holding a huge portion of this business and right now yes about 17 percent of the total of the total of the total business is still owned by individual investors and that's actually a very big portion especially for for a business that's over a 50 billion market cap we can see the number two shareholder is um is forest 
um, Forrest Lee. He is the CEO of the business and he is also the founder of the business. So when you have the founder being the number two top shareholder of this business, it it, 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 it speaks volume, right? That, that says a lot. One, he's the founder, he's still the CEO, and he still owns a huge portion of the business. The number one holder of this is, many of you guys might know it, this is another one of my favorite international business, and this is Tencent Holding. Tencent, ticker T-C-E-H-Y, I believe. Um, and uh, if you guys actually want me to do a video on Techie later on, make sure to post on the comments. All right, so now that we know the number one and the number two, the number three is actually also another insider, and he is the co-founder and a board of members he owns about five to six percent of the business so again very bullish sentiment that the co-founder and the founder own a huge portion of the business and then that one of my favorite companies tencent actually owns it as well so that's it for this episode i hope you guys enjoy it and, and let's just do a quick retrack of why i'm so bullish in, in c first they are in markets that i'm very i'm very very passionate about e-commerce e-payments e-gaming Next, there another thing. They have strong growth. We're seeing revenue growth. They're expected to grow over 60% in earnings per year for the next three to five years, and over and about 30% for the next uh, in revenue growth for the next three to five years as well. And they're beating both the industry and the market. Um, next, what else? We can see that they're they're the owners of this business are are big time big time people the co-owner the co-founder and the founder are the number two and the number three top holdings of this business um just the overall growth i do believe this is a business at that's in the right place at the right time and it's in the market that's going to continue to grow so let me know what your thoughts are on c ticker se again for those in the podcast um so take care guys have a good night don't forget to hit the subscribe button the thumbs up and good night